I haven't even listened to Cassie's original disc. Really? Nah. I, I didn't because I'm just not a fan of Cassidy anymore, man. I think his rapping style is so outdated, man. You didn't listen to the Perjury song? Nah. That was all right. I, really? <laughs> yeah, I liked it. Yo, what's going on, everybody? You're checking it out. It's Spence from the Holly Advised Podcast. This is episode 68. I'm here with a couple good friends, a couple brothers of mine. Lau, Nigel, otherwise known as Big Cozy, Too Cozy, or otherwise known as the main event. His other half of the tag team, which I would love to say, relax, no G underscore Jackson, or what the fans have now learned to call him, Hill Jackson. So without further ado, oh, how can I forget myself? The measuring stick, <laughs> otherwise known as St. Kitch, a.k.a. Spence. So with no further ado, what's going on, you guys? How's it going? Let's say what's up to the fans. How y'all been since the last time we talked? Well, shout out to my brother, Spence. Shouts out to my brother, Hill Jackson. But to the listeners, all oh, you guys are still jabronis. <laughs> you guys are all Rudy Poo candy asses. That's right. It's me, the bad guy, the main event, Big Cozy Too Cozy. I'm doing good. Week was good. Looking forward to finishing up this week so we could get into next week because you know what's going on next week. So, uh... I'm good. Real main event. The real main <laughs> event. Exactly. Uh, you know, things are good for me. I am chilling. I started a new little thing this week. I'm kind of excited to see how that goes. Um, you know, honestly, things are good right now. Um, just chilling out and just waiting to see as the what goes on, you know, in the next coming weeks. I hear that. I I, I trust me, I'm just like both of y'all. I can't wait. We're gonna get through this episode. We're going to give you guys a great show. And then we got another great show coming to you for you guys. And then next week, we're all anticipating the real show that we get yep. to give to you guys. But, so, but hold on, wait. Remind them, remind them where they can follow us at. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm quite sure more than likely, if you're listening to this, you're probably wondering where you can check us out more at, or at least get notified when we're dropping a new episode or anything related to MMA and hip hop that we cover. Uh, you can check us out on Instagram at the Holly Advised Podcast, or you can check out our Twitter, which is Advised Holly. But of course, you love hearing our voices. You like our opinions. You want to know more about what's going on. So I would suggest you see our lovely faces at the Holly Advised Podcast on YouTube. But uh, well, oh, good, 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 good. The YouTube people have been uh, holding it down for us, you know, actually watching our videos, you know what I mean? Shouts out to the YouTube watchers, you know. Shout out the advisors. The advisors, you know, so we'll call them that. Shouts out to y'all, you know what I mean? And uh, we appreciate, you know, the comments, the hate, the love, all that, because people are going to speak their mind and we're here for it. That's what I will say. Yeah. Please, 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 please leave comments, leave reviews give us ratings it helps us spread the awareness to all you bump friends and all your dumb family members just, God, just, uh, just uh, jeez man just help young just help out three young positive extremely positive black young brothers yeah 
and we're just trying to grow and make this podcast <laughs> even more fun than before. So Sounds please like do that job. for us. He <laughs> <laughs> said, "Bone these... friends and uh, and what family members?" <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> My man's came on the back end and was like, uh, "Let me clean that up." Yeah, but please yeah. make sure to subscribe. Hey, Listen, man. like, comment, and subscribe. Tell your has been grandfather. Oh you my know, God. Do you want to feel young again? <laughs> do you want to feel young again, Grandpa? What? Play the Holly Advice podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but speaking of grandfathers, right? Right, right. Of course, they can always check us out to make us to make themselves feel young. But they also, if I'm quite sure, they checked out the verses. Yeah, with locks where they probably felt like they were 30 years younger than they are currently. So, I mean, it, it was, um, I don't know if you guys had a chance to actually watch it or not, yeah. but, but it was really entertaining, man. It was crazy. Oh, Jada Kiss went in there and did his thing, you know what I mean? Everybody was, you know, saying Al-Qaeda, Jada, all that other shit. Like, you know, he went in there and really, like, put on a nice performance. I, I enjoyed watching the whole thing. Yeah, same here, man. Like, it was, hands down, probably one of the best performances I've seen, along with, Unfortunately, being wrong that Dipset actually get the locks out of here, they it they quite they were able to prove like yo these are like this is the highest level of like or no this is like what a veteran looks like like a highly skilled veteran like you know how we see like an MMA where you'll see a fighter where they're close to like almost in their late thirties early high for almost early forties and they're still performing at a top level like even well I mean DC lost but even DC huh. What are you talking about? No, well, I'm just saying, like, in terms of a fighter, like, when we where we see fighters where they fight even when they get older, let's just use Floyd Mayweather, for instance, right? Perfect example. Even though he's, like, in his late 30s, still performing at a high level. This is what we were able to see with the verses, nonetheless, right? Where we're seeing these guys that are veterans, 30 years, Jada Kiss, 30 years in the game, performing at such a high level to the point that, like, it left the whole world shocked and... It's safe to say he is, I think he has solidified his spot at top top five that are alive in the words of Jada Kiss himself. So it was an amazing performance. Did you mm. have a chance? You have a chance to watch it, Lyle? Mm. I saw highlights. Highlights. Mm. I've already said this in the past, uh, listeners. I don't watch versus the only two I saw was Sloop Dog RP versus DMX RP to him and Gucci versus Jeezy. I should be watching these verses. I just don't. I just don't. Right. This, it's very accessible to me. I could go on Instagram. I could go on Apple Music, but it's I not just even don't. on Apple Music. Oh, they took it off of that. Yeah, they're not with Apple anymore. They um, they went with uh, Triller. Right yeah, Triller. Well, I could go on Instagram. So yeah, because I'm not getting no fucking yeah. Triller. <laughs> I'm not Triller. <laughs> I mean, but know what you could have done, if anything, you probably you still had a chance to hear them if you had Apple Music for the live stream that uh, Kanye West did for Donda. Yeah. Yeah, because they ended up, I guess Kanye saw the verses and he had to go pull them because we ended up getting the locks on on the Donda project, which unfortunately hasn't came out if you are listening to this right now. Yeah. What what's this like week four now? Because apparently this was teased at early July, then it got pushed to late July, right? And now August six, per the 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 spokesperson, whatever his fucking name is, just and, tell the boy. 
And then now August 15th is August 13th and August 15th is the two new dates that I'm seeing. I just, I'll believe it when I see it with, with Kanye. With that being said, though, because we could probably talk about the disappointment of him not releasing the album. What I will say is that the performance itself, because I did catch some of it live. I didn't watch the whole thing. The motherfucker was streaming from 12 midnight the prior night till the event, which was it doesn't happen too often. Let's say that much. So I think I think it's kind of genius from the guy, though, as far as like the performance itself, because it just it caught the attention of a lot of people. And it sounds like from people who was actually there, if I'm not mistaken, Spence, you were there again, right? Yep. Yes, indeed, man. So, I couldn't how I got the tickets. <laughs> Who'd you draw? Well, <laughs> part of Team Jamaica, that's what you <laughs> But like, I, from people that was uh, there at the event that were saying like, hey, this sounds like a more fleshed out album. The the performance was crazy with him rising up to the top of the the stage. Yeah. Shouts out, shouts out to Kanye for that though. Like, I got to give him one of these. Like, bless bless <laughs> that man's heart because like, you don't see too many rappers going out of the way to do that. I mean, Travis Scott may do something similar, but Kanye, man, he he's 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 holding that championship belt when it comes to performances for rappers. What made me laugh about the whole thing was uh he had this these two women sitting in this room like very still for like it what seemed to be hours like oh with the red dresses <laughs> yeah man yeah. like I, i'm not sure as to how long they were in there but they look really still and it was just like very crazy to see hold on so that okay cuz i i ended up checking that stream out at one point yeah. and i thought my thing was freezing because i saw some woman sitting there and i thought it was anna winter at first right and i'm thinking i'm like oh he has anna winter here this must he must really he's he's about to drop this album he has to be if she's here right and then i'm like okay maybe my thing is buffering maybe my wi-fi is crappy at the moment so the whole time i'm thinking this 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 person was just sitting still the whole time yeah and then randomly sci high looked to come in out of the picture randomly and start doing like it, <laughs> it was crazy yeah of like, all people yeah it was just it, it he was doing like martial arts, right? Yeah, he was doing martial arts shit. <laughs> and then like he started joking around. It was obviously like, you know, I guess he was just in the room, but it was just it was different. You know, I haven't seen much like this. Uh, you you and you all and Spence, what kind of service do you have? You said that your service Wi-Fi buffering, whatever. Hey, hey man, listen. I, I got blessed. I got I got I got too blessed to be stressed uh Wi-Fi, man. I hear hey, you. hey man, as long as you save your money. So yeah, hey man, exactly, man. It it comes in time, it works when it needs to. It worked, it go. worked when I needed to buy the ticket for the show. There you go, Metro PCS to the rest. <laughs> no, Wait. for uh, for for Alyssa, Spence, Spence, he knows how to handle his shit. Nah, yeah. he's, he's good. My Wi-Fi did come in handy when I wanted to get this ticket, right? And okay. I'm not even gonna go through the whole. I'm not even gonna go through the whole story of the before the show and the after the show craziness, right? But I can say this: when I got to the show, same thing. Everybody sitting around waiting. I timed myself this time. So I got there not too long before the show started versus sitting there for two hours like Kanye did the first time. Though he did make people wait again. And he did have, um, I didn't try to get merch this time because I just knew like, hey, I'm here for, I know what I'm here for. 
Kanye had everybody flooding the gates this time, apparently. Um, actually, this is uh, pretty interesting. So I get to the show, sit, I get to my seat. Uh, and of course, checking Twitter, all of this stuff, people are saying Jay-Z has flown in. I see Solange goes on live on her uh, Instagram about, uh, well, she just starts singing. I don't know if that is connected to Kanye or she has an album coming out, who knows? But all I know is, I get there, people start yelling, talking about, oh, yeah, I can't, hopefully Jay-Z comes out and performs. And I'm thinking, hey, I went to this last time. Kanye didn't say a word, but I'm going to let you find that on, a, on your own. So it, the show ends up starting, everybody goes crazy, whatever. And this time, if, like you guys said, if you saw the stream, you saw everybody was wearing this, these bulletproof vests and Kanye was dressed out in all these spikes at one point or somebody was. So he kind of went with that theme this time, but this time it was like his bid. So I'm just giving the listeners like a visual of like what this idea, what it was like being in there. Like, yeah, all you saw this time, because the first show, it was just nothing but um, all white. The whole football was, the whole football field was white. This time at the 50 yard line, 50 yard line, it was like this circle of lights and then a bid. And apparently like it, it was like in the middle of the whole thing. So I guess you can see it with the roof open on the stadium or whatever, right? Kanye starts performing. People are like kind of lost because they don't know what's going on because of the music. But then next thing you know, you start realizing, luckily for me, I know the songs. So I started rapping to them. You start hearing it. And then next thing you know, you start seeing this crowd of people start running into the, uh, into like the scene or whatever around Kanye. And the person sitting next to me is like, oh, yeah, you know, I heard you're supposed to wear all black and you can get on the floor, da-da-da-da. And next thing you know, it's just like, it's just a performance, nonetheless. And I mean, I can, I could go through all, like, the little granular details, but it it would be a lot. We, we wouldn't have that much time. I wouldn't have enough time for it. That's like a whole episode in itself, I feel like. But I can say this, like, at one point... The show is just at some point you just recognize it as a performance. And this time I can say with Kanye, though he didn't speak, you can tell that this to me, it, it goes into my theory that I think this is more of a performing arts type of thing. I think Kanye is really shifting himself away from just music itself and going into more of a, hey, I'm a complete artist now, right? Where you look at the just his influences from the the fashion industry to the art and art world and how he's been able to always pull those things together. I think this time, this is what his plan is because you realize there's people all around him. And then looking on the, uh, from what's going on in the back, like via like the, the stream, you can tell like, okay, some of these people that are standing there are like famous people and you just hearing different songs and all, all of this. And like, it's so much I can really say, but I'll just jump to the end. Right. Oh, shout outs to Conway, because he is on the, I heard his verse also on this album, and it was amazing. Um, but at the end, like you guys were saying with, with him ascending, uh, I'm leaving because I'm thinking, okay, Kanye's done. Looks like somebody's walked off. Kanye pulled this trick last time when everything was done. And as we're going up the stairs, you hear uh, no, no Child Left Behind, and you see these lights just blaring up through, this, through the roof because the roof is open. And um, you just start seeing Kanye ascend. It was like probably one of the most magical things I've ever seen before. 
And like you said, Lyle, like we've never seen someone put this much into the work, especially as a rapper. Maybe Travis Scott. Drake has done this thing of the whole basketball court, the stage the size of a basketball court, but it's just him running back and forth. Right. This was like one of the most craziest things. And it was scary as a fan, as a long-term fan of Kanye. It's probably one of the scariest things to watch. <clears throat> and I just say that because when you look at it, it's like he's probably at least like a hundred, it looks like a hundred feet in the air, practically. And I mean, you're a wrestling fan, so you you've heard certain stories. Like I, I forget the certain wrestler, but <clears throat> RPO and heart. Yeah, like it it was one of those moments of like just having that memory is like this could be very scary because this is like you could tell this is someone willing to put everything into this. So shout outs to Kanye for that. Uh I eventually just left after seeing that because I was just like it it was just so much to take in, but you can tell that this is definitely a project that we won't be getting for a couple more weeks. I don't think this will be out for I don't honestly I don't think this album will come out until Drake puts his album out, unfortunately. And I think that's through, based off chatter that you see on via social media, as well as like what Kanye seems to be doing. But I will say this, this was a good, this, from what I've heard, this is a great album. Hopefully Kanye is able to figure out the best way to capitalize on the hype that he still has around this album, because you have other producers out here taking shots at him. And I'm not sure if you guys saw, but during the release of Nas's King Disease 2, that uh, Hit Boy had this whole soliloquy of, oh, it was just me and Nas. There was nobody else. I didn't need 100 producers. I'm not doing no performance or whatever just to kind of showcase this album. But I'm not sure if you guys saw that, but it, that was like some of the things I saw coming into this album. But so this was another great album for that Friday, so... I enjoyed you guys, this album. You enjoyed it? Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot, actually. I thought it was pretty good. Like, I think that, uh, you know, Nas and Hitboy, you know, did it again. And I think that this album is another good one for this year. I'm actually kind of surprised because I thought this album was going to be a whole bunch of B-sides. You know what I mean? And mm. it didn't feel that way. Nah, it didn't, it didn't at all. To me, this felt like it was, it really felt like this was like a, hey, let's get together and let's do this all over again. Like, all the B-sides are probably still tucked away in the vault somewhere. Did you did you get a chance to check it out, Lyle? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, just, <laughs> I was just sitting there waiting, waiting for uh, both of you guys to finish speaking. I just thought you guys could have, you know, tongue wrestle about how much you love the fucking oh, album. Oh. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, man, like, you guys are so reminiscent over it. I listened to the album. I thought the album was all right. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you got for the I, I, I thought the album was alright. I like the song with Lord Hill. I thought that song was good. It was nice to hear Lord Hill rap. Boo. Uh, hey. <laughs> I, boo. Hey, boo, you could boo me all you want to, man. I'll give you my honest thoughts. I, I know. I, it's I like because you said Lauren Hill and I saw. I did like the last song too. Nas is good. I thought that was mm-hmm. dope. Um what's what's another song? Moment. Moment yeah, that was that hard. was yeah that was a dope song too. So the album to me was cool. It was solid. I just you know I not raving about it, but it was solid album though. I can respect and that. What what I will say it is the best rap album to come out this weekend. I'll mm. say that. I I'm not gonna lie to you. I got it more than the album of the weekend. 
I may have this right now. To me, right now, after after listening to it for part of the weekend, um, as of right now, this is probably like high and high in the list of rap album of the year right now for me. I, I knew like, it. I mean, I'm, <laughs> hey, yo, listen. Did you say that about Isaiah Rashad? Yeah. Hey, listen, man. Yo, that's the beauty of music. You get no, new man, music. That's, that's recency bias, man. You can't. Be, you can't. Do that. All right. So, I, I, what I can say is this, right? I will yeah. say this. Like, even outside of that, w- listening to this album to me, it felt like this is probably like the best Nas I've heard in a long time. Since At, King, since King's Disease one. Nah, I wasn't a fan of King. <laughs> I wasn't a fan of King's Disease. Really? One. I like nah, it. I, I, didn't thought really, you, I, I thought you did like that album. I think it was a good album, but I didn't really. I wasn't a big fan of it. Like last, okay. last year we had too much, too much good music that was like it couldn't compete. Like between Freddie Gibbs, Griselda, and so many other artists, like it couldn't compete. But um, and this I just year, yeah, this, this year, God, my bad. Yeah, this year so far, um, is definitely one of my favorite albums at the moment. Like, I mean, granted, things always change, and of course, you gotta still. Mm-hmm. Consuming process, correct. But like, it did at, just come out. Exactly. Like, but even listening to Nas rapping, hearing all of his other out, al- hearing the majority of all his other albums, like more recently, like this is like to me, this just sounds like a more refined Nas. Similar, to, and maybe it's the Jada effect, similar to what we had talked about with Jada Kiss, where it seemed like Jada is like you can. It just shows a professional. At like a, a professional that hasn't taken a decline in like their in their craft, and it kind of seemed seemed like that with this album in terms of the best beat selection, with the best rhymes that I can get from Nas all together. Because I mean, Nas always had a a bad history of picking beats, so I, I think Nas is a whole time great. I right. think when, when you talk when you talk about greatest rappers of all time, I think Nas is easily top five. And he, oh, he has to be. Yeah, and I can respect I, that. Top five any generation. I just think that he he is a better rapper than a lot of fucking rappers. Like, but the whole beat selection thing could hinder certain people's perspectives. But I just think, like, lyrically, I'm like, there's not too many people better than this guy. There really isn't. Well, here's what I will say, right? Because of that, and because like he put out King's Disease last year and I enjoyed that album and a lot of other people did. Like, I think that like with this album, this album to me is going to be in the top 10 of the year. I think it is a pretty damn good album. That's what I will say. But like, I think, you know, this little two year run that Nas has had so far at the least is like something that's, you know, he's, he's kind of killing it. You know what I mean? Shouts out to Nas for that, because I think that's dope. Obviously he don't need to make money off of music anymore with all the investments and everything he got going on. He's obviously just doing this for the passion and the love of the game. So honest, if he keeps on doing this, man, he's only going to continue to move up the great ladder, the the ladder of imagine if Nas dropped the album on the same quality of King's disease for like the next three years. And I'm not saying that each album has to be called King's disease, but I'm just saying, and then let's say each album gets better over time. Now you have to throw him in, up there in the top three, top two, because I'm like, he's he's stepping it up. But this that's just all hypothetical, though. Right. I mean, I think this. I I, I mean, I think you have a good point though, because I I do feel like, and this is probably one of the takeaways I got from this album, especially along with the verses as well. Um, that I think this 
especially with this album, I think this is kind of showing us now that rap, I think, is going into like its phase of how we had like like the Rolling Stones, right? Where even once they got old, they were still able to tour and sell out arenas and so on and so forth, even as old legacy acts. I think in terms of artistry, because I think that's the biggest issue that most rappers have as they get older, they're more likely rapping because they need the money, not because they want to do it because right. of like passion. So I think we're I think we're slowly getting that that era of rappers now where someone like Nas, like you said, is not saying it has to be, it's all hypothetical, but if at this point, like someone that's been doing this for 30 years and they're getting with the best producers today, with all the knowledge that they have, the rhymes that they've written, refine their skills and still sound like they're in top shape. I mean, it's it's not it's not impossible that Nas could end up being like he 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 may have like at least maybe two or three more of these. Maybe not. I'm not saying in the next three years, but I mean at this rate, he may we, we you just don't know what you might get from him. Long story short, like well, we, may, we may be watching something special right now. It's it's funny that you say that because another rapper he dropped a project with another producer this past weekend. I know Nigel listened to it because Nigel was the one that put me onto this. So there's this rapper from what group, Nigel? The Underachievers. There you go. The Underachievers, AK the Savior. And the producer is Laura Fubu. I know about Laura Fubu because of ASAP and the Marino Infantry. Shouts out to all them guys. Well, they came out with their project called Hiatus. Nigel's like, yo. Check this out. I checked it out. And I went ahead and bought the, the limited edition vinyl. It's a good solid project, man. Right. I <clears throat> the beats are good. Yep. He's his rapping is good. His it's not Nas caliber. So I'm not gonna sell you I'm not yeah, I'm not selling you snake oil. But <laughs> the rap the rapping is good though. The rapping is good. The beats are definitely key on this project. But with that being said, I'm not saying AK, the savior, what saved him was the beats. No, but to me, the beats are more of a highlight than the rapping, but the rapping is good. I think this project is definitely solid. Shouts out to him. Shouts out to Lord Fubu. Uh, Nigel, what is your quick thoughts on that? You know, I was listening to it and uh, I liked a few of his solo projects that he did before. And I like the underachievers as a group, you know, but I think I do like when AK the Savior goes out and does his own thing and raps over just like beats and whatnot. When he actually has like, when he actually has the right beat selection, he seems to like have good projects. I actually, you know, like him as a solo act. I have to check it out then. Uh, I'm not familiar with uh, AK the Savior. And I've heard of Lord Fubu, but I'm not familiar with AK the Savior, Savior or Underachievers, but I'll have to check it out. Definitely have to check it out. For at first I was thinking of Ack Ack no, the Savior. No, 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 no. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's a good project though. Like I think you should definitely check it out. Like it's uh it's worth a listen and the beats are pretty dope and AK can actually rap. All right. I'll have to check it out though. I'll definitely have to check it out. Hopefully, um hopefully I get a chance to listen to it between now and the next episode. Same way, but in the meantime, I'm 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 not gonna lie to you. Outside of the Kanye album, what I'm really anticipating is someone actually putting this Wu Tang album that sold like probably what six seven years ago 
on like a streaming platform or YouTube at some point. Um, because I know it recently, the, I think the government actually auctioned it off after like season Martin, I think it was Martin Scarelli. Um, I'm not sure if you guys remember that guy or not, but he had, he definitely had a yep. very, very interesting moment in hip hop at one point in time. Yes. Yeah, so, my yeah. oh, my God. No, no, you good. Got it. So is the person who has this album, are they actually going to put it online? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. That's the thing. That's the question. Like, I don't think I'm they should. Not... Why? Why not? Fuck it. Just like have it as this like little mystical thing. You know what I mean? Nobody's heard the album yet. I mean, might as well keep it wrapped up for a long time. Come on, man. Come on, you, you want to hear it. He doesn't have to yeah. let you hear shit. Listen, bro. <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> the art. The artist said they. The artist even said, "Why not play it?" Like they the shouldn't art- have made it that way, bro. It's, <laughs> I don't know it's what a, to say about that, bro. It's a concept of art. That's the thing about and, it. So don't put it out. Just keep it, bro. No, that's what makes not, it cool. No, that's the thing about that's the whole thing about the concept of the whole thing was this is like prior to streaming, bro. Where. The idea was like, hey, let's make this album that we can give to something that we can sell as a as an art piece, because it, I guess it was a way of trying to show how music is art, especially hip hop. And what happened was Martin Shirelli ended up being the person to buy it. And of course, as the owner, I think he bought it for like almost a million, like maybe a million dollars or something like that. It's some crazy number. I know it was a high number, though. Um, the even like. The artists, all the art, all the Wu Tang artists that were involved in it, primarily RZA, who's the primary person I've heard that was making most money off of this thing, was like, "Yo, yeah, it's up to them to what they want to do with it, but ideally, we would want them to share it at some point." So, I mean, as a fan of Wu Tang, I would want to hear it. Like, hey, don't put that shit online, though. Just don't do nah, it. Don't be a hater of art, man. I'm not. That is a that is hating on art, though. You don't want someone to share the art. You don't. You don't want art to be shared with the world. Hey man, I I agree and disagree. But I got a quick question. Thirty six chambers, top ten rap album of all time. Yes. I could I could probably put it in there. I'd probably yes put no. it in there. That's a hard. Que- that's a hard question to ask me off the top. Yes or no? <laughs> no. All right. Okay. All right. I'll probably keep my eyes on the news to see what's happening along with like seeing this whole thing about COVID because I know there's been a lot, definitely the variant, the Delta, mm. the Delta variant herself. Uh, she's definitely came, it came through and made her way. And unfortunately cases are starting to spike. Um, and based off that, some, some countries have started, started doing this going back into lockdown and it looks like another lockdown may be coming for us. So here's my thing, right? Like, are we going to take bets again as to how long this might last? <laughs> <laughs> if you go back to those last episodes, we were uh, we were all pretty off. Let's just say the, that the first episode, yeah, the very first episode, listeners. Uh, we it was actually, the third episode. The third? Yep. Oh, we made bets on the third. I think we have been talk. We have been talking about this for like the first five or six. If you listen, I, I'll tell the listeners. If you go listen to like the first 10 episodes of this podcast, right? You end up getting the chance to hear a podcast that started pre-pandemic, literally episode one and two, I think were pre-pandemic. And then we go into the pandemic as like a a recording style, right? 
via what you see now via like Zoom or whatever. But yeah, even then, I think we were like, oh, now this thing is only going to last for like, they told us 14 days and then we'll be good. And it's been 18 months already. I think in March, I said May. May is when this all be done. Yeah, no, I, I was dead wrong. That's when shit started picking up. <laughs> that's that's when shit started getting crazy. <laughs> that's when she started doing. That's when she started twerking, man. <laughs> nah, yeah, that's when George Floyd, you know, all that stuff oh, happened yeah. in May. Shit started getting crazy in May, man. It did. Yeah, rest in peace, George Floyd. Rest yeah. in peace, Breonna Taylor. Rest in peace, uh, Ahmaud Arbery. Yeah, that was a rest that in was peace a- to to everybody. Um that was affected and lost their lives during the those situations and also yeah, recipes to all the COVID victims. And because, because there was a lot of people there, unfortunately they lost their life to something that they, didn't, they had no control of or didn't even know existed. This has been such a wild, crazy time period that, uh, you know, for us growing up through this, like people are going to remember these years, like, and remember what we've been going through and all that. And especially mm-hmm. if we go, th- go through another lockdown, I expect there to be like um, more self-reflection on society, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah, I mean, pro- hopefully so, because if you go check your Instagram story, at some point you would think we're living in GTA. I'm not going to hold. I'm not going to hold. Yeah, because yeah, we're seeing like, this is like, we've lived, we're, we lived during a period where, and I don't know how we even stumbled on this, but um yeah, we're li- we live in a period where like we're really seeing like a human experiment to some extent. Like what happens if we put these people and this is just and this is like a hypothetical thing, not serious, not like a conspiracy theory type of thing or anything. But like it's we're literally seeing what happens if we contain people to their ho- to their homes and refine them from any of their typical outgoings. We refine them to the confines of their home around the people they they typically would say they would love for the rest of their lives to, to some cases. I want to say one thing about what you just said. W- listeners, we should have a conspiracy theory episode. Not as a normal episode. Not as a normal, but as a special episode. The conspiracy theory episode. Because there is a lot of theories about this COVID Saga. I yo, shit me as well, yo. What's up, Jimmy? What? Nah, go ahead. Go ahead. Rock, rock, rock the boat, man. Rock the boat. There's a lot of theories going on in this COVID stuff. It's very unfortunate. Um, I'm not against people who don't vaccine, but I will say for the people who vet, who does get the vaccine, you know, shouts out to you. Because you believe that it's best for you. And for people who don't vaccine, shouts out to you as well, because you also believe you won't need it and that's best for you. I think that there's a lot of turmoil amongst the people now because some people think that they're it's a it's shady business going on behind the scenes, while some other people think like, no, nah, this is the the fact of science. So I think an, when another lockdown happens. It, I don't know if it will actually happen, but all yeah. sides, all sides are pointing towards that it could happen, but it's not guaranteed. And I'm not, I'm not the CDC or anybody up there that can make those calls. So what I will say is though, like 
if another lockdown does happen, I think people will be better suited this lockdown than the last lockdown because they have experience now of like, okay, what stuff will be like. Now, hopefully people won't lose their jobs like they did last time. Hopefully, and I know people are still uh, dealing with unemployment, but hopefully nobody loses their jobs because that's very unfortunate and that's very like detrimental to somebody's livelihood. But barring that, I think people would be more suitable, more suited to handle another lockdown compared to last time. Oh, I was going to say, I, I will say this. I do think people will be well, more well-suited this time around, especially with the NFL season coming around. All right. Just because, like, I, because, I mean, like, like, let's think about it, right? First time this happened, we were going, like, I think going into baseball season. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a big baseball fan, but I don't. Last time I checked, it's not the number one sport in this country anymore. So, so, like, we had... We eventually got basketball. Well, everything yeah. got pro- everything got canceled for the most part. Yeah, like so. At least this time, at least this time, people have sports. I can say that. It, well, here's the thing, right? Shouts out to the Steelers. You know, we won our first game in the preseason. I hope the NFL won't stop because of any type of COVID stuff. But at the same point in time, like I wouldn't be surprised if it did. Um, but. I'm always down to watch the Steelers play. I don't really care. Like, as long as we can play, you know what I mean? Like, put the mask on, whatever the fuck they have to do to get inside the stadium is cool, as long as I can watch them games, personally. Yo, that's what I forgot to tell you. What's up? So, at the Kanye show I went to, right, there was something very unique that I saw that they were actually giving out vaccine shots at the show. Ooh, that's uh, not surprising, because guess what? There's, There's... In local areas, there's people setting up vaccine stations. So don't be surprised if you see more of that. Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. So, I mean, who knows? You might end up seeing something like that at the game. But, hey, as as long as I'm – my only concern is as long as I'm able to wear – as long as people have to wear masks for the time being, at least at the minimum. I'm serious. At the minimum, to go to a game, because I think now, similar to, like, when this whole thing initially happened, right? This happened like a hundred years ago. When this when COVID first hit, we found out all oh, this happened a hundred years ago. And you look at pictures from a hundred years ago, you saw people going to football games, but they were all wearing masks. So it looks like you might be even you might be able to get a cheap ticket to go see the Steelers play. And all you gotta do is wear your mask, bro. You gonna you go are you gonna go this time? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch it comfortably from the you know the comfort of my couch. I'm not surprised, fans, because anybody that for the fans that don't know, Nigel not a real, not a real uh, Steelers fan. Yeah, okay. You you know what I am a fan <laughs> of though, the UFC, and I was watching that <laughs> from the comfort of my couch this weekend as well. And surreal gain gone. Excuse me. Okay. Surreal gone. I know. I, I heard both of y'all. <laughs> See, like, you got to put some respect on that man's name. Man. I messed up. Hey, at least I, I correct myself. Like, I think I might have not correct myself one time on this show. I'm pretty sure. But Surreal gone, went in there and did the thing and finished Derek Lewis. Now, in my opinion, personally, I feel like he kind of did what he was supposed to do. So... I'm not mad at him for winning, but at the same point in time, like, I think it doesn't really move me up 
much more than what I thought of him before. I thought he was a contender before. And I think this makes him this makes him more of a contender. It definitely cements him to a certain degree. But like I'm not gonna say he's gonna go in there and destroy Francis. You know what I mean? That's what I'm not gonna do. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. I I feel like this the fight between him and Francis is gonna I feel like you won't really know until you see it in this case, just because of the Francis that we saw against Stipe versus like what we saw Gandu, Gandu uh, against Lewis. So against Derek Lewis. So, I mean, it, that, I mean, you just don't, you never know what you might get when it's two heavyweights colliding with each other That's true. at the, at the end of the day. But I will say this, congratulations to, uh, to Gan. Now I was, how you pronounce his first name again? Cyril. Cyril. Shout outs to Cyril Gone. Um, it was a good performance. He did what was necessary. It seemed like Derek Lewis just couldn't catch his, he couldn't catch a rhythm as well as like he couldn't get his shots off for the most part. He did at some at certain points, he did try to like really try to get gone in to stand and bang with him, but it wasn't gonna work. Um and then of course, I'm not sure I didn't do a follow-up on it, but I know it looked like he did hurt his leg at the end of the fight. So and I'm also I'm not sure if you guys saw this, but what was up with Derek Lewis getting punched in the eye a couple of times and thinking he got finger poked? I mean, he was getting the head, the the bleeding head punched <laughs> off of him. <laughs> he was getting he was getting fucking schooled. Like I, I mean, you watch the fight, you he was getting cracked, and then he was getting cracked so bad he thought Cyril was cheating, but no nah, man, he's just Punching the shit out of you, punching you out. And said, bro, he, you don't hit that hard. Yo, when he, yo, you know, when he knocked him down, he didn't knock him down from a punch. He knocked him down from a forearm. Mm. <laughs> he hit him with a forearm. And then Derek collapsed to his knees. And then it was, it was over. It was over at the point. And first of all, shouts out to Cyril Gone. The heavyweight fight between him and Francis should be the intriguing fight. Right. Right. Right now, I'm choosing Francis to win by either second or third round KO. But that's just who I'm choosing right now. As you know, when the fight gets announced and we get closer, we'll give a much better breakdown of that fight. But for Cyril Gone, man, I picked him to win. Now I picked him to win by a decision, but I I'm not surprised that he finished Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis, if you can't get a rhythm going because the guy got no rhythm. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, the, yeah, he's just, he's, he's always been known for that one shot KO power. He's never been known for being able to mix it up really well. He's never been, been known for having extraordinary game plans. It's always been like the opponent takes a foot off the gas a little bit and then Derek Lewis, boom, cracks him. Watch Alexander Volkov when he was beating Derek Lewis the whole fight. And then he thought he was going to cruise. And then next year, Derek Lewis knocks him clean out. So I feel like Derek Lewis has a lot of, he, this is Derek Lewis. Hey, I'm going to throw some switch kicks, some high kicks. Cause he threw a high kick to Cyril gone as well, yeah. but that's really to throw the opponent off so they could be baited into a right hand by Derek Lewis. But if you technically sound like Cyril gone, you're going to see through all that bullshit. You know what I mean? I mean, look at the strikes, right? He outstruck him. I think Derek Lewis, what? I'm, I'm seeing different numbers. 
he only he only hit him eight times, only hit him six times. But Cyril gone, hundred this, hundred that, hundred that. <laughs> like he didn't even throw a punch in the first round, I don't think. Or he didn't land a, a punch, I don't think, like that. Or maybe he might have landed like maybe two or three. Yeah, yeah, it was the the bullshit. But like he 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 missed a lot. He was punching a lot of air. And I think that he probably thought all I gotta do is hit this motherfucker one time. Instead of instead of trying to put a game plan in. Instead of trying to put like you know a, a real effort of like trying to close the distance and trap Cyril Gaon from backing away and circling, Cyril Gaon was like jumping back from his punches. And I just look at it as like Derek. It, it was just a bad matchup for Derek. It just wasn't a good one. So shouts out to Cyril Gaon. Derek should have hanged his head low. I mean, he's always going to get bigger, bigger, uh, big fights. You know, right, he's right. at the top of the division, so uh, he'll never win a championship. But what I will say is, he'll he'll be in big fights. He'll be in fun fights. So he should have hanged his head low. Um, there was other there was other few fights that I thought that was good, like Vicente Luque choking out Michael Chiesa. Shout out yeah. to him, man. Yeah, thank you. in that fight, but I wanted to win. Thank yeah, thank thank God. Um, Thank God he won. Um, what was the oh the pride of Rio, Jose Aldo? He, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah this motherfucking thing. thing. Yeah, he looked good too. Definitely in the third round. Yeah, I want to see him fight T.J. Dillashaw, man. He's I really do. T.J. Dillashaw. I, I hope so. That would be <laughs> that would be a good fight. I hope so. Bantamweight is looking good right now, guys. It's looking good, man. Is so, it the most intriguing division right now? Is it? I want to say the most intriguing, in my opinion, the most intriguing division. And I know some listeners may, <laughs> they're going to comment, but they can kiss my ass. I think welterweight is so intriguing right now. I, and I'm a, mm, yeah, and I'm a, I'm a, here's why. Right. So after Usman and Covington, assuming Usman does win, we don't know if he will win. I understand that listeners, because people love to twist words. Assuming Usman does win, right? We don't know if he will win. Then you, there's matchups there. You got Vicente Luque. You got Leon Edwards. I know Dana White, he could pull one out of his ass. Nick Diaz. You know what I mean? I feel like there's some interesting fights, some good fights that can happen. Or Usman might drop a bombshell and move up to middleweight. We don't know. I think, and then that will open up welterweight again. And not only just uh, Usman fighting, what about Gilbert Burns? Gilbert Burns could fight Leon. He could fight Masvidal. I feel like there's all these other, these good matchups at welterweight. Now, will the Divas stop bickering and battering so this way they can sign the contract or fight? We'll see. I just think welterweight had more fun matchups that could be made. Bantamweight is good. It is good. But I just think welterweight is just a little more it's more uh, eyes on the money on that division right now. Here's why I see it, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. Here's why I see it, right? I think that Bantamweight has some of the strongest competition throughout the top 10, and the listeners can check it out in the highly advised top 10 on our post on Instagram if they really want to see. But yeah, well- check, check it out. Don't, don't <laughs> if you really want to see. Check it out. Look at it, hey, Ayo. And what what day does that that what day does that typically come out? Usually, that mother effer comes out anytime from when you wake up to when you go to sleep. Mm. 
So if you if you listen to this right now and you haven't seen it, you're wrong. So (laughs) (laughs) what you know, like when you look at the top ten from top to bottom, I think that bantamweight is interesting because you have people in like the six seven who could easily be like right back in the mix, you know, with like a win or two. And when I think about like welterweight, I think of like what's going on. Jorge Masvidal just got beat twice. Colby Covington's on the way. And it's like, the way I see it is like, while Vicente Luque and some of, some other matchups like Leon Edwards are interesting, I I would have to see those fights actually materialize because I already know what they're going to do with Leon. They're going to set him up in some other fight, and he has to win. You know what I mean? And the MMA guys just might not swing that way. Right, but that's the these are fights that you want to see. At Bantamweight, Everybody wants to see Pierre Soyan beat Algermain up because nobody likes Algermain right now because of the whole paper champ, yeah. fake champ shit, right? Then they want to see TJ Dillashaw, you know, fight either Rob Hart or now Jose Aldo. You know, and then they want to see uh, Cody Garbrandt. He's no longer a bantamweight if you think about it. Yeah, he's, he moved to featherweight. He's moved flyweight. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah moved to flyweight. Then you got Dominic Cruz on his next fight, but I don't know if anybody in the top five is going to give Dominic a shot. So I'm not saying Bantway is not intriguing. No, there's fun fights. I just think that there's more box office fights up at welterweight. Fights yeah. that that that's gonna main event or co-main event. I hear you. Yeah. I mean, I can I I, I can agree with that from that standpoint. I can agree with that just because I, I for me personally, I don't really follow a lot of the lighter weight f- fighters as much now that we're getting more like action in like the 170. Of course, anytime you have anytime you have like well, you already know my whole thing about the champions uh, at the higher divisions right now. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think there's more, I think there's more to box office hit or just like you, like Lau was saying, just in terms of like the main events or the co-mains, I think you have more opportunity there at once at 170 right now. And if I'm not going to lie to you, I, I really can't see Usman. I, I mean, I'll put it like this. I can see Usman going up to 185, but I'm not sure how that whole thing will work, especially with the agreement that him and Izzy have. But I mean, we all know we've seen it in history before where promises get broken. So I mean, it's let's not like act like they're like best buds either. You know what I mean? <laughs> no. Well, apparently, no. Apparently, they are. Apparently, him, Nagano, and himself—they're all like actually real tight, and that's why they every time like for their fights, they always show up to support each other. Because it's kind of like this African bond. And I'm not saying it to be like, oh, waving the African flag, even though I am African myself. But we're all African. Fuck it. So but, I, but I'm <laughs> I'm more African than both of you guys. But <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh wow. I, but uh like for real. And I really do think that they're they're tight. And I just think when if Usman does move up to middleweight, it's because Adesanya lost to Whitaker. That's that's the only way I see it happening. Or Adesanya is like, hey, I'm permanently moving up to light heavyweight. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I I lean more to like him. Lean, I lean more to either of those two scenarios. But I mean, at the same time, I we seen we've already seen him go up to two hundred five, and we saw how he realized like, hey, I the, I think he'll still I think he will move back up to light heavyweight at some point. 
Mm-hmm. But for the time being, I think Izzy's going to figure out like, okay, I'll dominate my division for the time being. Probably have a maybe, probably have maybe a couple close fights possibly with new talent emerging as well. But at the same time, I think his he's going to probably f- figure out a way to fine tune himself so he can actually fight at uh, two hundred five. Similar to like what we saw with even like with John Jones right now, where I, which honestly to me personally with John, it kind of pisses me off at this point, just because it's like it's been two years, but he's just trying to get his weight up. But who knows if that fight end up happening with him and Stipe? So you mean weight up as far as like trying to get his coke up, or <laughs> <laughs> or, hey, uh, hey, or, hey, or or his muscle bass. Hey, Shout out to John Jones. Hey man. man, go to the gym and ask him, yo. I will, I will. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna show up and, and uh he's gonna do what Chael said what he was gonna do, run <laughs> under the cage. Oh my god. <laughs> he hates Chael Sonnen with a passion. With, with a passion. Yo, I would hate Chael too, yo. Yo, yeah. I, I ended up watching one of his things the other day. I swear to you, he's probably one of the few people that I've seen that's able to talk about nothing. At, at his finest, at the Yo. highest degree. <laughs> oh my God, you're right. Yo, he- One of the best talkers. Yo, he could just, about nothing. <laughs> hey, hey, chill. We, we just need a puff piece for 20 minutes. And he could do it <laughs> very easily. <laughs> so I ended up listening to a story about something about like, it was like a 10 minutes video I just had playing while I was doing something. And he's just like, yeah, he's telling this whole story about different wrestlers and all of this stuff. And they said, you know, I forgot the point of this story. But I I thought I'll leave you with that at least. At least you got a good story out of me. I'm like, dude, I just listened to you for 10 minutes. He does that, man. He does it. Like, I've watched multiple videos of his where he's not talking about shit. He's not. He's not. It's like he's dipping, bobbing and weaving punches, man. He's bobbing and weaving conversation at, at the highest level you can. You know? He's just good at it. He's yeah. he's good at talking. He is. I, no. I think I think he would come out of retirement to fight John again. <laughs> <laughs> he I would, think he would. I, 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 I put it like would. I put it like this. I don't think he would, but I think he would talk. He would talk the game good enough that we would buy into it. Okay. I could see him doing enough to for us to buy into him and be like, yo. Listen, I'm a sell. I'm selling this product that if you guys buy this, I'll fight John Jones with your name signed on me, and then yeah. just and never fight him. So, I mean, if they fight again, John would kill him. I think yeah. John would probably yeah. kill him a lot worse than they did the first time. Literally rip his limbs out of his. <laughs> 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 I mean, have you seen John Jones at heavyweight? He's a he's a monster of a, of a guy. I mean, not, and I wasn't even thinking of his size. I was just thinking of John. He's just, he, Chael should have never fought him in the first place. Right. John, he was going to beat that guy. Any, but anyway, it, it's just fun to laugh at, fun to be entertained at. Um, so anything else, guys, before we wrap the shit up? Um, shout outs to, I, well, no, I think Draco lost, right? I didn't watch the fight, but it's, apparently there's a fighter named Draco Rodriguez. That fights for the that was on the uh, prelims, so I just shout outs to Draco the the second big. Well, he must be the he actually if he ends up going on a winning streak, right? That'd be very interesting to see him and Soldier Boy together. Drake, big Draco, and Draco the fighter. Yeah, I, <laughs> so, Soldier Boy's chances are high. 
hey, hey, listen, man, we we seen who we've seen other people that have been walking other other fighters out. So we ain't even got to go into that, but yeah, I know yeah. exactly what you're talking yeah. about. He yeah. he tat he tatted his name too. I was like, wow, what? Good job getting yeah. away from that this whole time, y'all. That's crazy. <laughs> There's no That's... reason. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we never. No, nah, I mean, we, we, we. I know, I know. Yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, it, it'd be interesting. It, it will be interesting. But I mean, shout outs to Chell Sonnen. Oh, I did want to say shout outs to Bobby Green. Even okay. though he he did lose his fight, um, it was a good performance nonetheless. That, it, it was that was a good fight. That was a good fight. Yeah, it it really showed you it was like two fighters that were like evenly skilled, to some degree at least. Where it was just it was just a good fight to watch. I definitely who, would tell. Who did you think won? Did you see Bobby won, or you thought the the other guy? Uh, I don't know if he pronounced it Rafael or Raphael, but yeah, I I think Rafael won. Um, okay. I don't I don't think Bobby did enough. In the first round, I, at some point, I forget which round it was. He he started picking up, but it it was just like the first round. He just wasn't doing enough for me. I think it was either the first or second round. He didn't do enough that that I just know. Like okay, I I'm rooting for you, but I if you lose, I'm not upset with the judgment. Yeah, I think Rafael won though. Twenty nine, twenty eight. Yeah, that third round was was all Bobby Green, but yeah. I, I agree with the uh, well. I agree with the decision. One judge gave it thirty twenty seven, but you know how these judges are, man. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Did you have a chance to catch the fight or no? Me, yeah, I watched it. I think uh, I think I might have fell asleep on a part of that fight. I'm not gonna lie to you. Hey man, hey, listen, man. Uh, did you have music playing on in the background? Probably so. Uh, yeah, well, I was over. So don't, 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 man, don't give him a pass, man. Because the other day I was like, oh, I didn't watch the fight. Oh, you're not a real fan. Oh, oh, oh. I was joking. He, he was. Busy. It's called joking. I, I was. You're, you're just, you know, you're a fake fan. Uh, grumpy cat. Uh. Oh, wow. But oh, that's funny. But like uh, grumpy cat. That's that's what he called me the other the other fucking podcast episode. Oh, did I say that? That's just funny. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to oh, me then. Oh, but uh, I, I I did want to say this before we we bow out for this episode, listeners, candy asses, jabronis, whoever you are, has beens, watch the Suicide Squad movie. That movie, to me and to people I've spoken to, except for one person, and we're looking <laughs> at them right now. <laughs> find it a very entertaining movie. It's to my surprise, I thought John Cena was funny. I thought the dude was going to be corny, but he actually fit the role that he was given for the movie. Now, I don't know because the writer is like, look, I know how to write a script for you, John, but it worked out for the movie. Suicide Squad, I give it a thumbs up. I thought the movie was good. I liked it. Nigel, what did you think? I enjoyed it. You know, I'm not going to lie. I watched it and I was like, this is a fun summer movie. No, it is. Like, <laughs> no, it, it's a fun summer movie. It was just something that, uh, you know, was nice to watch, put on and like kind of just not really think too hard about. Like, you know what I mean? When I was watching it, I was just kind of like, uh, I want I'm ready for another superhero movie. But that's also my shit. Right, right. I feel you on that. Like, I mean, superhero stuff isn't like my my go to thing. 
Oh, you're so laughing like, hate. That's why you're laughing like that. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it, He's laughing hard as hell. Like, yeah, yeah. No, it's the it's the narratives that y'all build. That's what it is. All the right. It's the narratives. We like that the movie. You, <laughs> yo, it's the narratives that you build, yo. It's the narratives, man. Lyle sitting here talking about, yeah, you know, everybody I know liked it, except one person that I'm looking at. <laughs> Then Nigel, I mean, I think it was a great movie. You know what I mean? I think it was really great. It could have been cool. the, I like it. It could have been it could have been the superhero movie of the year. I watched Black like, Widow. Hey, they got the recording. They can hear me say that if yeah, I said that. I, yo, listen, man. They, <laughs> hey, listen, man. Listen, trust me. If you don't hear, he cut it out. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Nigel was like, "Yo, cut all of that." That's funny. But I mean, personally, to me, um, I did check out the movie. I like I said, superhero movies aren't really my biggest thing. So I, I watched like half of it. Couldn't really get too deep into the movie. It did seem good for the most part. Uh, shout outs Viola Davis. Shout outs Idris Alba. Um, yeah, shout outs to them too. Oh, and shout outs John Cena. He looked like he was doing good. Uh, I'm not gonna give away. I'm not gonna give away how the movie starts off. But shout outs to like all other people involved in the movie. Um, but yeah, it was a cool movie. I think it. Hopefully, it leads to even maybe a sequel. If definitely, you guys said it was a really good one. Or figuring out how, whatever. All I can say is this, it's better than the first one. That's yeah. that's the one thing I can definitely say. Without, I think everybody agrees. Whether you like the movie or not, hey, this is better than the yeah. first one. Yeah, like, they understood the assignment this time, and they, like, they actually did it the correct way, where even, even certain parts of it, like, I wasn't the most favored of, but that's just my personal preference. But like, yeah, they actually did this movie justice while still bringing, well, I'm not going to say anything, but they did the movie justice compared to what they, uh, what we saw in the first one. So. Yeah. Um, also, guess what? Listeners, jabronis, candy asses, and has-beens. Nigel said he liked the Jungle Cruise movie. And I'm surprised he liked it because I thought he was not gonna like it because he does because you don't like good movies you like wow. bad movies yeah so. all right. <laughs> Jeez. nah I actually enjoyed it it's a nice little uh, family flick um, similar to like I'll say Indiana Jones and I can't remember what else I compared it to this past weekend but um, it's a nice little friendly movie that's a little corny at points and times but it's like you know family humor type corny so like. It was all right. I think it's worth the watch, personally. What movie is this? Jungle Cruise with The Rock. Dwayne, The Rock Johnson. Oh, got you, got you, got you. Yeah, I have to I have to check it out. I know Um, I, I didn't watch it, but I'll have to check it out. I know, who else was it? I saw that the Wu-Ting, I guess that Wu-Ting series mm-hmm. that's on Hulu. The, apparently, the, the second season is supposed to come out on the 8th of September. Oh, I'm gonna check that out, man. Cause I I was watching the first season. Yeah, and it, from the I ended up seeing like a YouTube ad for it, and from what it looks like, it it looks like I guess this time we get to see them go through their deal and going on tour and all of that. It it looks like it's gonna be super dope. Granted, of course, some people have aren't as favoring it because it may not be the accurate or it may be accurate inaccurate depiction of like certain artists from the group. But I mean, just for Looking at it as just what it is, for the most part, as a show itself is a good show. So, yeah, I I I noticed that that um when I was watching it, I was like, I don't know if this is actually accurate one hundred percent, 
but what I, I looked at it as like, hey, this is just inspired by true right. events of the rap group. That's how I looked at it. Not everything needs to be historical, biopic, biography. Look back in the textbooks, page 38, you'll see it. No, you're ha- you're a dumbass if you do that. So it's, yeah. enter- it's entertainment at the end of the day. <laughs> Not exactly. And then I think and I think at the end of the day, I think most people would say like there's one big question out of the whole thing of like how do these how do certain people in the group go from having an issue with each other and trying to take each other's heads off to actually being like, oh a dynamic duo in so many words, right? Right. So, like, I I think that was, like, one of the things that made me realize, like, yo, you know what? Just look at this like a TV show. Like like you said, inspired by. And then once you look at it from that standpoint, it's it's an amazing show. So I definitely suggest people check that out, and we will probably give you more of a review on this when the eighth gets here. Because who knows? It may be part of a binge, and we might binge it, or we might just milk it. Who knows? I got to watch the first season, y'all. And then I'll, uh, yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. Don't worry. You slipping on your pimping, man. Hey, man, I can't even talk shit because I ain't even watched Snowfall. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, actually I can't even talk episode. shit. Oh, you did? I'm on episode three now. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to be like episode seven or something like that. Yes. <laughs> It's like the fourth season of the show, I believe, at this point. The last episode I saw, Franklin got jumped. Damn, what a spoiler, motherfucker. I did want to remind the fans, in case they didn't see this, because I think we all kind of brought this up to each other, was apparently that we're getting something that we never thought, I never even dreamed of, is Larry June working and Jay Worthy working with Griselda. Um, Westside Gun did make an announcement that Griselda and... Larry June and Jay Worthy, who's his producer, Larry June's producer is going to actually work together um, and actually just make a, some dope ass, well, some dope type of project that I don't know what it's going to sound like, especially when we have Griselda in the building. So and between Griselda and then this chill laid back style that we get with Larry June, I don't know. I'm really excited for it, but I think people should definitely check out, check this out when it come, when it drops. I'm excited for it. Uh, I like Griselda, just like you two guys do. I got a question though, and and I don't expect for you guys to give the answers. Maybe a listener or commenter can. But are Larry June and Jay Worthy Griselda, or is this just a partnership? I think this is a collab. I th- I would like it if they were on Griselda, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, I think this is just a collab. Um, cause at first I thought this was them being on Griselda also, cause I was hyped for that also. Like, yo, this would be perfect if he joined Griselda, but I, from talking to someone as well as like really thinking about it, Larry June kind of stamps himself on being an independent artist. All right. As well as like Griselda's kind of, Griselda's like this kind of like this independent label to some extent, I guess. Right. Right. So it's like, why would I, if I'm granted you're big but like I'm doing great for myself. And if I just keep at pace or whatever. Right. So I don't know. I think this is more of a collab of like, Hey, you, you're over here. I'm over here. Let's work together. You're hot on the east. You're big on the East coast. I'm big on the West coast. And somehow we meet somewhere in the Midwest already in terms of our of our fandom. So let's just do a project together. So this is, I think this, it has the potentials. It has the high potential of being a classic, but it has it 
has a high potential of, of being great or it could be very bad, depending on how it's handled. But I, I have faith. Numbers. Hey, man, shout out to him. We got anything Yo, else? imagine hearing numbers and then boom, 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 boom. Oh, we're definitely going to hear that. <laughs> numbers. <laughs> <laughs> sock, it, sock it to me God damn Boom 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 Numbers We got, we got anything ah. else For the listeners Numbers <laughs> Yo Yo Benny and Larry June Is gonna be a classic project Um if, if we get a song like that But uh Only thing I got to tell The listeners Like I've told them For the past 68 episodes 68 mm. weeks Okay of, Damn I'm doing this How long 68 weeks straight. Mm, damn. I've been up for five days. Mm. Podcasting five ways. Mm. Dirty and clean. Unedited. Mm. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> damn. But, uh, but now, nah, uh, like I've always said, make sure you drink your water, mask up, uh, sanitize yourself as much as you got to. And of course, it's a beautiful face. So I'll be back next week. And if you don't, Numbers. if you don't get a chance to see me between now and then, go check out the YouTube, right? Numbers. The Holly, which is the Holly Advice podcast. Or mm. if you want to just, even if you don't have time to go sit in front of something to watch it, whatever, whatever, because your life is so busy, you can always <laughs> go. <laughs> you can always go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because their life is so busy. You, can, you always can stay notified with what we're dropping by going to our instant following our Instagram page at the Holly Advised Podcast. Okay. And of course, if you feel like, oh, I don't like what they're doing and blah, 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 blah. And of course, I know you got your ideas of leaving YouTube comments, which we love. Like, comment, and subscribe. Share it if you like it or hate it. Dan, but if you, tell them, tell them. They called yo, us bozos last week. Yo, listen, man, I love it. I, I love it. It takes energy. I, I don't care what emotion you get. I'm getting it. So, and if, and no, something, if, at matter of fact, if you want to call, if you called us a bozo last week, and you want to call us a bozo in a more direct line, hit us up on Twitter at advise highly. So that. it's, yeah, like, I mean, there's, we, how people have multiple, you know, how this whole thing, this is like the year of the multiple streams of income. We got multiple streams of platforms for you to contact us with. You know, so and on top, and on top of it, if you're listening to this on Spotify, we're on Apple. If you listen to this on Apple, and you and you don't know what you're gonna do, and you might switch over, we on Spotify. Mm. You, where listen, wherever you want to listen, we are there. We like the Candyman. You ain't even gotta say our names five times. Just open your phone and subscribe, follow, comment, mm. and we'll be there. Numbers. You guys have been highly advised. We will see you next week. (laughs) Let's go. You've been highly advised.